0: Welcome to No Clip Pocket. I'm Chad Rutherman. And I'm Andy Kinney, And we'll be your hosts, your ghost hosts. Because today, we're going to be talking about Midnight Manor, a game that was developed and published by Travis Maynard and released in 2022 on Linux, Windows, and Mac OS. But first, if you can give us a
1: like or a rating, it would be greatly appreciated.
0: (laughs) Uh, so Midnight Manor is a, pu- I think it would be safe to say, a puzzle platformer game. Uh, and one that was suggested to us, I thought several years in a row, but as it has been out for one year, yeah, that two. is not actually possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had a creepy pasta realization that I was living in a time loop and thought that this <laughs> had been recommended more than it was. But here we are. Yeah, uh,
1: I, I saw on the Steam page it was referred to as a pick 'em up platformer, which right. I thought was a funny joke.
0: <laughs> which it also does. There are other games like this, mm. and they're all games that I have not really played. <laughs> uh, Me neither. But I, yeah, I do know that this is a real thing where they're like platform games where you pick up objects and carry them from place to place, and that's where the puzzle parts come in. And I'm sure that I have played something a- along these lines, but it's not like I'm expert an expert in the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but yeah, that is, and, and honestly, like, that is the, those are the mechanics of the game. <laughs> you move around, you jump, uh, and you pick things up. There are a few special moves that you can get. Mm-hmm. And there are things that can enhance your movement. For But the, for the most part, that's what you're working with.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah you get pumpkin power-ups.
0: <laughs> yeah, so the pumpkin power-ups that you spend. There's an achievement. I don't know if this is where you should talk about this in uh, the podcast, Chad. Uh-huh. Uh, whatever, I'm going to do it anyway. There's an achievement in this game for smashing 100 pumpkins. And I'm reasonably certain that there are like 10 pumpkins in the game. <laughs> so you have to play the game... 10 times to do this mm-hmm. uh that's wild
1: <laughs> uh yeah i mean it does say at the beginning like it's a game meant to be played multiple times so it, and I, we
0: did yeah, do that
1: um the um and i don't know i feel like that kind of even though i also have not played any other games i would call a pick up platformer so this uh-huh. is new, new to me but it, it kind of seems like the sort of thing that would lend itself to like speed running like, just running around and picking up and throwing things as fast as possible. So maybe it's for those people who want to beat it in two seconds.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is... I will say that, like, going into this game... This is not a game that is, like, exceptionally popular. Uh, no,
1: I, I tried to look... I usually look up a review or two to see what other people think about the game before we do the episodes. The only thing I could find about this was one speedrun. <laughs> so
0: yeah it is not there's not a big community for it but i can imagine a universe where it it is popular for that reason because i found especially given because like you said at the beginning of the game it does say expect to play through the game more than once it's a short game it doesn't save until you finish the game uh that like i like you can imagine that some people would want to continually go through and, and get better at it. Because even as I played through it a few times, I was already like routing it, right? Like I'm like, okay, yeah. I gotta go here. And if I throw this instead of walking over and putting it down, that's going to save me a couple of seconds. Uh, and that's kind of cool. It's also kind of bad, but we'll kind of <laughs> talk about those things uh, in, se- in separate uh, bits. Uh, did you find anything about the game, mechanically speaking, to be like notable? I have a couple of things I want to talk about, but I, I wanted to open the floor a bit.
1: Um, I mean, I, I guess I found like the I found the secret wall right at the beginning, um, mm-hmm. and and got the dash power up, and found that to be like surprising, given that your your character is just like a fat Simpsons character, <laughs> um that you had like a dash and in the then you get like a like infinite jump like metroid style at the end so i i found it like surprising the things that i got but um i get i don't know they felt like just kind of tried and true like they felt i mean it felt good to control like for a single dev indie game like it it feels like the movement feels good
0: yeah, and that uh, you touched on on the thing that I mostly wanted to talk about, but uh, in in the fact that like because you get these power ups, uh, and obviously like this game is not a game that takes itself one hundred percent seriously. Mm-hmm. I w- would venture <laughs> to say that it probably takes itself about fifty percent seriously. Uh, your jump is animated by having your character just like spin around like Sonic the Hedgehog, mm-hmm. even when uh, you're
1: holding things.
0: where you just have two static arms coming up out of the ball. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's very funny because there's that juxtaposition between the way that the game actually looks and the design of your character, who is like... I mean, I got nothing against middle-aged, balding dudes (laughs) who look like a a Simpsons character. I basically am that. (laughs) So...
1: (laughs) If you get some kind of weird skin disease that makes you turn yellow.
0: That yeah. Uh, I, I'm like one step away at all times from being the protagonist of this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it is just like it's it's that character. He's not like super. Like at no point in the game where you like, wow, what's his story? Uh huh. Like. But also, you're kind of like, what is his story? Because why is he here? Why is this the protagonist? Like, this game feels like Commander Keen, but it's not Commander Keen. It's like (laughs) some guy. (laughs) It's really strange. Yeah. Uh, And also very amusing, but...
1: Yeah, yeah, it very much feels just like an asset store, like, character sprite or something. Yeah, it doesn't feel related to the game in any way. And was probably chosen because it looks funny
0: yeah like it's the humor of it that is like that sells me on it because like this is an intentional sprite Mm -hmm. because who who is this if this is an asset store character (laughs) what what game does this guy belong in donut eating simulator 2022 yeah he's just a background character
1: from uh from tapper on the Uh, from arcades yeah
0: exactly uh that actually is probably what his backstory <laughs> is. Like he was at he left that bar. bar. <laughs> and then came to this manor. Yeah.
1: This is a sequel to Tapper.
0: <laughs> to Tapper. This takes place in the Tapper cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. Uh but Yeah, that I don't know. That's very funny. And the fact that when you get to the end of the game, you end up getting the the space jump for Metroid It's just straight up uh, and you're that guy, and you're flying around mm-hmm. in this like abstract, like horror motif zone. It's just very good, uh, and cracked me up pretty consistently. Uh,
1: Which is what you want from your horror game, exactly. Yeah, because I was <laughs> now, I mean, humor, game...
0: humor, and, and horror all right next to each other. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, this game's definitely going for more of like a spooky vibe. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, spooky, silly skeletons.
0: Um, this is the, like, Luigi's Mansion 3.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But,
0: g- game of the year.
1: but With a few moments that are actually kind of spooky. Like when you go down yeah. into the basement and stuff.
0: Yeah. Would you say this game is more or less scary than Dead Space?
1: <laughs> uh, you know, it was. it's pretty tough. Um, but I'm going to have to go with uh, uh, it's less scary than Dead Space.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Uh-huh.
1: If only Isaac looked like a Simpsons character under his helmet.
0: <laughs> I mean, that might actually be an improvement. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you had uh, something to go into from that. I'm. I want to. I am already prepared <laughs> at this stage to talk about uh, this game, wanting you to go through it many times.
1: Sure. I guess the. I'll just say, um, kind of to just cap off what we were talking about like i feel like this feels like the ideal or archetypical like itch.io game i like it's like the perfect length it like feels solid to play and feels like the skeleton of like a good game or like a good prototype where you're like i'd like to see this guy make something else you know like right. it, you know it just feels like it's like that perfect uh level of like a thing like a random thing you would want to find on a site like like Itch.
0: Which, if you... Uh, just to insert a plug here, if you go to our Discord, uh, the person who suggested this game actually did leave a link to other games made by the same guy. Oh, there so. you go. i had forgotten that, and we'll now yeah. check it out. <laughs> so if you do feel that way after playing this game, you can go see what else he's done. Um, I did not, uh, between completing the game and doing this podcast, but... Probably will, uh, just to check out. I mean, I I have to at this point. Like, mm-hmm. if I didn't do it, people would call me out because we did a whole podcast. Uh, but yeah, it, it is uh, sort of that. I will say, I think my the biggest thing about itch for me uh, is always just that I don't know what it is that I'm I'm going to find. And mm-hmm. this is actually a decent segue because th- this feels very much. Like a video game in a way that I almost kind of don't want in yeah, a, I kinda, like in a solo dev game. I kind of didn't
1: expect it. Like I expected yeah. something more like home to anybody it, who uh, remembers that at, at like the second episode of <laughs> No Clip Pocket.
0: Yes, honk honk home, <laughs> which I said specifically, I'm not calling the episode <laughs> honk honk home, but here we are.
1: Uh, yeah, I expected something a little bit more like experimental, like that, a little bit yeah. more moody.
0: Which is like it's good and it's bad because like that is it's not what I expected, obviously, and kind of what I would want. Like when we think of the great horror games of the podcast, mm-hmm. we're thinking about like Harvester. We're thinking about uh, like Fatoum Bachela or Year Walk. Uh, your walk, things like that, uh, Tamashi that took video game as a loose suggestion as to what it is, of a, a, a framework of what things should be there. Uh, that is really only true of Tamashi and, uh, and <laughs> Patty and Bejela. Harvester is just an adventure game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, yeah, you think about these games that are, are really out there, and then you see, like, oh, solo dev game that not a lot of people have played. Like, what? creepy pasta am i going to be a part of now uh but then on the other hand this is a good thing this is made by one guy and i played this and was like this is better than bugs bunny crazy castle (laughs) (laughs) and it's just like it it feels like a game it's got like keys and shit and you're like wow I feel like I'm playing a real video yeah. game made by more than one person.
1: It does feel like kind of like a more old school video game ass video game.
0: Uh, yeah. this That is exactly how I would describe it. Mm-hmm. If I was you, five seconds ago. <laughs> uh, Yeah, it, it was weird. This game made me kind of nostalgic, but like not for anything in particular. It like made me nostalgic for uh a time. Like, mm-hmm. in the 2010s, like, early 2010s, maybe even late 2000s, where I was actively seeking out games that just wanted to do something fun with a weird concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this particular game's weird concept revolves sort of around its endings. Uh, and the fact that you're... I don't know. What, what do you think... Before I say anything slanderous, uh-huh. I, I do want to know what your thoughts are on the fact that this is, like, a kind of a collect-the-endings game.
1: Uh, I, I feel like the structure of the game doesn't lend itself to that at all. Because um, it's fun enough the first time through, but then you're like, okay, there's multiple endings. Like, now I have to, like, run around and collect all the bones again. Uh, Mm -hmm. it's not the most fun thing to do to, you know, to get to the one point where you can make a different decision. So like I did it twice and then was like, that's enough for tonight. Like two endings seems good. Um, and then right before we got on and recorded this, I got a third one. Uh, so the ones that I got were the, uh, sacrifice ending, the convergence Mm -hmm. ending and the welcome home ending. I don't know what the fourth one is, but
0: pacify that Mm. it's which is the most involved i think it's the one that also gives you the the end question mark achievement (laughs) uh-huh uh Uh, because you have to there's like a thing that's just like in in a wall
1: yeah i was gonna say does it involve getting the super jump and then leaving the demon zone
0: no in fact i tried to do that during it and i uh it, it like, st- I don't know if it actually stopped me, mm-hmm. but I think it stopped me and I plummeted straight down into something that triggered the ending. Uh, uh. But because I did not find any other, uh, there were no other achievements that I was aware of that related to more endings. I think that I did everything that you could there. Yeah, That was
1: the only thing I, I could think to do if I did go for a fourth try. I noticed there's like a trap door on the left side of the manor that I never opened. I didn't know if that had to do with something. But anyway, what do you think about it? Uh, uh, multiple
0: endings thing? About the same as you, honestly. I think that I it, the reason that I'm sad about it, because normally when a game, and there's plenty of evidence of this on the podcast, like if a game says, uh, great job, you got ending B go back and see if you can get endings A and C. I just go, ha Um, anyway, moving on to the next game and I'm never going to do that. <laughs> Fuck you. I, I, I just don't do multiple endings most of the time, unless I like truly love the game. But with this game, like obviously it's what it wants you to do. And I didn't want to come onto the podcast and be like, I did a sacrifice ending. And then I just said, all right, I'm done. <laughs> 30 minutes of game time to pack it in guys. Uh, so I did go back and go through it and it, it it saddens me a bit because I could see a situation where this becomes uh, cool again. like it, because of how short the game is, it would be interesting if like as you collected the pumpkins and stuff, they would stack so like you don't lose the dash and you keep getting more and more jumps, which would make completing the game even faster and mm-hmm. then the speed would continue to climb. Uh, So treat it like a roguelike kind of Mm -hmm. uh, or rather a roguelite to just sort of like encourage you to go back through and make each playthrough a little bit different. But then the other thing you nailed uh, instantaneously, which was when you're playing a game that has multiple endings. Like, I brought up Fatima Bachelot. I'm going to talk about that a little bit. If you haven't played the game, this isn't a major spoiler. Uh, in fact, it would be really difficult to spoil that game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, everything that you do in that game goes toward getting a different ending. Mm-hmm. And you can make a different decision point at, like, a hundred different places over the course of a normal playthrough of being, like, eight minutes long. And in this one, it is... You get the bones, you get the icons, and then you. Get, and then you. That's when you make your first decision. Mm-hmm. And if you choose not to kill the dude, then you go get the ghosts, and then you finish the game. Like. To me, it feels like there is a. There is too much. Even with a game as short as this, there's too much just repeated content to make me want to go through the game multiple times, mm-hmm. uh, which is what you said. Uh, and I'm repeating it, and I apologize, but I do agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: even if it could like change, right? Like if if you if you beat it and then you immediately go into a second run through, like mm. if there if there there were like secret trap doors or like anything to like speed it up or like for things to be a little even a little bit different to make it like at least more interesting, if not faster, right? Um. Yeah, would help a lot. I think it would also make it feel more mysterious.
0: True, and and like I kind of get like what the what they're going for here, right? Like it is a game developed by one person that's very short, and doing it this way means the you've less unique stuff you have to make, Mm -hmm. and you can drag out the runtime a bit. But I don't know if anybody correct me if I'm wrong. Send me an email at noclippodcast.gmail.com. Uh, if you pay a $1.99 for a game made by one guy, and you go, oh, I didn't get my money's worth because it was only half an hour long. Like, that seems ludicrous to me. Uh, so, it, like, I feel like, and it's not, I'm not blaming the people who bought the game. It's just like, that seems like something you should consider. It's like, Mm -hmm. if you have a solid thing, then dragging the runtime out doesn't feel like it's that valuable of a, a a something to go for.
1: Yeah. Like, I I also feel like the game's got some like cool secrets too. Like, Mm -hmm. um, like there's like spots where you can like drop down into the floor, even though you can't see that that's possible. And like, I don't know. I feel like leaning into that kind of stuff, like, there's like I feel like there's ways it could have made it work a little bit better, but yeah, like I I I ultimately agree. Uh, it the multiple endings aren't really adding all that much,
0: mm-hmm. which I don't know. I mean, because that's that's the main thing holding me back with it. Uh, it it is the the fact that it is multiple endings and the fact that it does have this like mis- this mystery to it of the midnight Manor Mm -hmm. is what makes me nostalgic for those weird old games but at the same time is also what makes me maybe i'm old is that (laughs) the conclusion that we once again are coming to
1: (laughs) i mean it is true so yeah (laughs) um but uh like i I think it also would have helped if i didn't get the sacrifice ending as my first one like if i had done the convergence one first and mm-hmm. then on my second run through, there was, like, a whole hell dimension under the manor that probably would have seemed more surprising and exciting.
0: True, yeah. Because I did the same thing. Mm-hmm. I also got the, that version first. I think what's funny is that, like, that to me seems like it should be the secret that is hardest to find just by how it's presented. Because in mm-hmm. order to get there, you have to find those dots on the wall. Right, which you will probably I guess are walk just, past, yeah. Yeah, they, I guess they're just too obvious, because we both went there immediately. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so what is the fourth inning?
0: Like, what is the one that I didn't get? Uh, yeah, so that's Pacify, and the way that you get it is, uh, if you recall, there is a, one of the secrets is a wall you can walk through that's like, as you go up what i assume represent stairs they're like some platforms <laughs> mm. uh and if you go left there's like a long room and then three crates and then to the left of that there's this r- circular thing mm-hmm. with blood dripping down the wall uh-huh. and if you go to the bottom floor the basement as a lot of people call it (laughs) uh uh, and catch all the ghosts and then take them up to that thing and put the relic in it then it gives you another dot thing uh in the center which you then take to hell and Mm -hmm. do that whole section and then when he pulls the thing up for you to get in you put the relic in instead and then he like gets sucked into the Uh... altar And then at the end, after the credits, it goes like, and then it cracks open and he comes back out, except he's like, itty bitty.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, I don't know. That would have probably taken me forever to figure that out. So.
0: (laughs) Oh, I was obsessed with that thing because I found it on my first playthrough Mm. and I was like, what is this for? So I would like take stuff into it and throw it at the thing and it didn't, nothing ever happened. Right. Uh. And so when I when I finally did get it to do something, I was like, "I'm taking this all the way to the end," because <laughs> uh, otherwise, what's what's the point? Why right. am I? Why are we here? Why are any of us here <laughs> if we're not going to find out what happens? Yeah, if with we're this? not going to
1: converge with the old man? Exactly.
0: Which honestly, that's my favorite ending, just because there's like a prolonged rains. period of body parts yeah, raining. Yep, you rains viscera in the
1: sky. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Could jump up uh, on top of the house <laughs>
0: and let it rain on you. That's true. There is a. Did you find the two secret pumpkins outside that aren't the one to the left?
1: Um, like is there's one on the house and there's one up on the ledge. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I sure didn't until my very. It, <laughs> well, yeah. I in didn't fact,
1: find them right away.
0: <laughs> right. Well, I was like, oh, I didn't find them at all, yeah, and I found I'll them on, I
1: think my second run through
0: i tried to get up the ledge by just stacking all the boxes in the area Mm -hmm. and it's not high enough to get up there and i did not know that you could jump on the windowsills uh and i got the my third ending and i was like that's probably enough midnight manor to talk about it right uh but then i was like well let me just google it so I could see the ending before we we closed. I found the, maybe the very same speed. It it has to be. Yeah. The welcome home ending speed run, Mm -hmm. uh, where they jumped up on the house and I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. (laughs) So I was like, I'll get the last ending. Fine.
1: Yeah. Yeah, For for me, I, um, on the, like, I, I also tried to get up on that ledge and, like, I kept trying to, like, leave the manor with boxes. I was like, I'll take boxes from inside, outside, so I can do it. And it doesn't let you. But right. if you go for the convergence ending, um, after you uh, capture all the ghosts and bring the thing back to him, y- you can leave. And, like, that's right. when I got up on those spots. Because I had the double jump and everything, and I was able to get up there.
0: Yeah. So, so that's, when I, was I, able that's to... when
1: I figured it out.
0: Yeah. I was able to get up there during the convergence ending, uh, but there isn't anything up there, like, while the ending is happening. Right, right. So, yeah, like, I, I was like, oh, okay, there's just nothing here. And then I didn't know on the, maybe there was something there if I went to the ledge and did the drop down. Mm-hmm. But when I got there and there was nothing there, I just didn't try and just left. So. Right. That was a genuine secret that was kept for me just by hiding it real good. So <laughs> I guess get, you stumped me on that one. Good job. Travis good job Travis uh how did you feel about the fact that the uh every time that you got to the last part of the game where you had to or the last part of the game wink Mm -hmm. wink uh where you have to hit the ghosts uh that uh your ears started bleeding from that horrible yelling at you soundtrack that was happening
1: uh I I feel it probably was a little bit too loud in the mix (laughs) Um, but I mean I don't know, I wasn't playing with headphones, so I uh, feel like that would help. I feel like that would have made it much, much worse.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Yeah, I'm I'm still kind of deaf from that. <laughs>
1: I feel like it was trying to go for like a creepy sound design thing. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah. It's a little harsh.
0: Yeah, I did really like the Halloween town ass soundtrack for the rest of the uh game. It mm-hmm. was just that one part, and I even like like the song and just wish that it didn't bottom out my headphones every time uh, that I got to that one part uh, and I realized that that's the point, yeah. but like I don't know, it felt like it was starting to cause me physical pain at some point, and that that may have gotten too far. Mm-hmm. I know you've probably got pages of notes to go over, <laughs> so
1: uh now, I feel like I've sprinkled everything in. Oh. It it is only a 30 minute game
0: <laughs> that's true do we have
1: femur thoughts <laughs> uh, my femur thoughts are uh this is an interesting little uh indie game oh a solo solo dev indie game uh it, it does have satisfying movement i think so yeah like i, I was kind of saying earlier like I feel like it feels like a good proof of concept or the good like skeleton you know of uh something that could be Ooh. fleshed out into more <laughs> um and yeah and so i'll definitely have to check out that list of other games that this guy has made um yeah I, I think it's just um the fact that it is such a small project you know like there's things about it it's easy to point to things and be like oh this could be better that could be better um but, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. It's better than anything I've made. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's, it feels kind of hard to be, like, too critical of it. Um, I do think that, yeah, like, the structure of it, uh, like, my big takeaway would be that the structure of it doesn't really lend itself to the multiple ending thing. And I think the multiple endings is supposed to be, like, the hook. So that doesn't quite land or mash to the... Uh, as good as it could. So... Um, yeah, interesting little game. It's really short, and, you know, I don't... Uh, I enjoyed my time with it. Don't regret it. So, um, yeah, a fun, interesting little uh, spooky romp.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that is fair. I think uh, putting it as... A, saying that it seems like a skeleton is both thematically and also mechanically appropriate. Unintended. Yeah. So, I'll... Uh, just sort of mirror what you said I would say like I think it it was fun I enjoyed doing it I think that it unintentionally became a case study on me talking more about not liking having multiple endings (laughs) uh but I I think it is it's it's interesting to see how different developers tackle similar problems I think is what it is like this is a a a one-man team that made this game and and really like bore out something that looks sounds and feels to me like a real ass game that uh was fun to play had good movement like you mentioned uh had secrets which were genuinely compelling and a mystery of like the motivation of the old man and what's in the manor and why the fuck is that thing there uh which are all like they're all hooks to keep you playing and they all sort of worked the way i assume that they were intended uh so i can't really make too many complaints about it uh and i in the end would recommend this to a lot of you because i mean fuck it's a buck mm-hmm. one dollar man like that nah, you can't really well a dollar 99 or whatever but it's it's not much it's a very low barrier to entry and it's the kind of thing that like i don't know what is a tuesday in october (laughs) hell yeah let me boot up a game for that that takes a half an hour to get through it's uh this is sort of the same uh motivation that got me into david Schmansky's games uh which we did a whole thing on last year so uh yeah cool fun time goodbye uh thank you (laughs) Thank you for listening to No Clip Pocket this week. What are we talking about next time? Next time, sadly, it's no longer Halloween. Boo. Uh, uh and, but we are going to be talking about some fun other games. Uh and <laughs> the, the first one uh is going to be Anodyne, a Zelda-like.
1: Yeah, yeah. So this is a game that's been on my radar for like fucking ever, uh, in I've just never played it, even though it's like short and cheap. Uh, but yeah, it's like an uh-huh. indie Zelda-like, and from what I know about it, I think it's supposed to be kind of like a weird, little mysterious kind of indie game. So we'll see how if that pans out.
0: Oh, maybe it is like Halloween. Ooh, Stay I don't tuned. Know if it's,
1: I don't know if it's supposed to be scary. Well yeah. You know,
0: uh, we'll see. We will find out. Uh and until we find out, you can get a hold of us. All of our contact information is on our website at noclippodcast.com or on splattershot.pro. There you can find links to our email or Twitter account, our Discord server where you can check out the other game. Well, I mean, you can check out his itch page. Uh, to find the other games by Travis Maynard. But uh, there is a link in our suggestions channel. Uh, and you can listen to any of our old episodes, including the ones that we did on Fatim uh or on Harvester. Yeah. Tamashi,
1: Deerwalk, yeah.
0: The David Shemansky games and mm-hmm. a separate episode entirely on Chop Goblins. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, we got a lot of interesting, weird little indie games to choose from.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think if we had anything that was, like, specifically an itch release, but oh, I can't... I have
1: no clue.
0: Yeah, I cannot remember at this point. We have, like, many hundred of games to, that we have talked about, so just look around. hmm And while you're looking, don't accidentally walk through the wall. Oh, what's that? Oh, it's the like button!
1: Throw a jack o' lantern at the subscribe button
0: uh, and to unlock
1: the double jump.
0: <laughs> Complete the world ending demonic summoning ritual with all the rest of the cultists in, in the, the comment, comment section. section. <laughs> Welcome to No Clip, the podcast that's like a book club for people who like to put books in their pants. And do a little dance. I'm Chad Rotherman.